welcome to the Smut and Spice podcast, where we're living vicariously through the female main characters in reverse harems, dark romances, paranormal romances, and bully romances. We're your hosts, Ashley and Sarah. Sam is on vacation this week, and Sarah has graciously agreed to fill in during her absence. So thank you so much for being with me tonight, Sarah. I am so happy to be here. I always love coming on and talking about smut. Yeah, and I'm very jealous of the vacation that Sam had, but she will be back with us next week when we interview Lix Robinson and talk to her about her Viking Omegaverse series, which I'm also very excited for. Okay, so in this week's episode, we're continuing on with Alien Smut Summer 2021, baby. Um, We've opted to include a trigger warning for this episode. There is talk of violence, assault, kidnapping, and dubcon. Be warned, this episode may contain spoilers and explicit content that is inappropriate for those under 18. This show is not for children. So with the popularity of the Ice Planet Barbarian series, we dubbed this summer Alien Smut Summer 2021. Um, So we've continued to read alien romances and alien reverse harems, so we're going to talk about a few of those today. Um, Do you want to start with the first one, Sarah? Sure. So the first book was Choosing Theo by Victoria Aveline. Uh, This is the Clicanian series. Is that how you would say it? Yeah, I think so. Clicanian. I don't know. Yes. So we have our main female character, Jade. Uh, She is considered overweight by Earth standards. She's redhead. She is captured by these really sketchy reptilian lizard looking aliens. And she's put in an escape pod and she lands on this planet of Clicania. And she somehow manages to escape her captor and the government there rescues her but they're like hey if you want to live here you need to get married because you live on a shitty planet that doesn't know about anyone else in the universe and we can't send you back there yeah and i thought that that was like kind of shitty that they were just like oh by the way (laughs) you're gonna marry someone here yes and it's it's very different the way the marriage works on this planet. So basically it is, I think it's 1 to 20 is the ratio from women to men. This planet Ooh. has had just, there's no longer any mates, um, which used to be really predominant on the planet. So there's no longer any mates. And for whatever reason... They're just not having any girls. All the babies that are born are men. So they're like, okay, we want you to get involved in as many marriages as possible and, you know, open up the gene pool. And it's basically kind of like the bachelorette for women. You go, you sit down, you watch them prance around. If you think that they're hot, you like make a list of like five alien dudes you think are hot. And then they're like, okay, here are their test scores, you know, in like sexual proficiency, cleaning, cooking, communication. And then they're like, all right, you can go in this room, test them out, a.k.a. a little (laughs) sookie sookie now, and decide which one you want to take home and be married for for three months. And I thought that that was so funny how she, you know, she chose... Theo, obviously, as one of her options, but then the other guy, and she heard him having sex with, like, the 
other females that also chose him and was like, nah, go ahead and scratch that one. Yeah, she's like, Theo's it. Theo is it for me. And Theo is a mercenary and he has a lot of scarring because he is half um, Thraxian. He's not 100% Clicanian. And in their culture, he's not really seen seen as attractive. But for a human, it really just kind of looks like he has really sexy tattoos. So he's gone to the marriage ceremony so many times and has never been picked except for women who... that one part of the book was a little bit confusing I thought like why he was picked like once or twice I guess because he thought that I thought it was just like that oh like where they um like pick him just to like see how weird he is like and see like the scars up close but they don't actually like go forward with the actual marriage to him Yes, so he's never actually gotten to the marriage point, but he has been, like, selected for this, like, hookup sesh to see if you want to marry them or not. Um, So that leads Theo to think that Jade is a spy. Why would anyone want to marry him? They haven't wanted to marry him before, so obviously Jade is sketchy. And meanwhile, Jade is like, listen, I just need to survive on this planet, and Theo's kind of hot. Maybe I can make this work. Yeah, and I wanted to add, too, that um, as far as the Clucanians go, there are other races on the planet, but um, Theo is part Ligna and Thraxian, what we said, and the Ligna are all very, like, human-like, so they have these swirling markings on their bodies, and they're all just, like, gorgeous, very, like, large people because isn't he like over like seven feet tall isn't that what she said i don't know i've read so many alien books like i I don't don't even know anymore i don't think they were that tall in this series but they are very human-like like Like some of the the one biggest difference is the ears like they're pointed at the top and at the bottom um but that's another thing that i really like about this planet is you know they're not as out there as some other alien books you read they're Um, not lizard men yeah they're not they're not lizard or robot men or anything like that but this planet is dope as hell like first of all it's just like a beautiful planet right it's got like a little bit of everything like forest it's lush it's got mountains and like the technology is incredible like they basically take an elixir that you can live for hundreds of years and they've basically got an MRI machine and they'll just dump you inside of it and they can fix all your problems. Like, are you kidding me? If I could go in a machine and get laser hair removal in a second, like, come on, easy. I do like her tattoo that they're like, oh, do you want that? Like corrected? (laughs) She's like, no, I purposefully got this. Like, I want to keep this and a few of my scars, please, and thank you. And uh, I can't remember if it was this book or another. I've read the two other books. I only have the fourth one to read, but I know that one of them, she has an IUD. And the doctor is like, why don't you want this out? This doesn't make sense. It doesn't belong in there. Don't you want to have babies? She's like, um, no, we're keeping the IUD in. <laughs> Do not take Until it out. Until I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> Do is there anything else you want to talk about plot wise or do you want to get to our overall thoughts? Let's just get to our overall thoughts because I don't want to give too much away. Um, 
with how the planet works and how their relationship goes. But I will say that I really enjoyed their relationship and I really liked uh, what Theo's into. Theo, Theo likes the chase. He likes it a little rough and Jade likes to take it. Yeah, I also really loved this series. I love that Jade was a full-figured female main character and that Theo, like, who, you know, by our standards is kind of like an Adonis, found her so freaking attractive. So I love when we see diverse bodies represented in a series and, like, oh, I feel seen as a full-figured woman by this book. Um, And Theo is just so sweet. And I also thought that he had a great sense of humor um, at the same time because, like, the whole couple's bath thing and then he thought that SIBO was going to deter Jade from being interested. Like, it was That's just... That's his dog. Yes, his version of a dog. Um, and I just thought that that was really funny. It was just very sweet. Yeah, it, out of all of the alien books that I've read, this is the planet that I would want to live on, hands down. Like, women are treated amazingly. Your husband buys you everything. They don't have to do anything. You don't cook, you don't clean, but you get that ring, just like Cardi B. (laughs) And if, but I will say, if I worked for their government, instead of the whole, like, swapping husbands every so often so you could have different children... They should just be having like a reverse harem situation because then that allows the women to be able to develop relationships and stay with their kids. Um, Oh, and that's what we didn't mention, (laughs) Ashley. All of these guys go to husbandry school. So basically, it's kind of like college where you learn how to be the best husband ever. And that includes how to please a woman, um, how to clean, how to cook everything. Theo had a 10 out of 10. Which, uh, and it's just like, wouldn't that be so amazing if that actually existed? <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going to go to these classes that actually teach you life skills that are important shit. Exactly. And I will say, the other books in this series have been excellent. Um, we're not going to go into super detail about those since it's all in the same world. Uh, but all of these guys and couples are great. Um, I highly recommend this series as a whole. Some other books that I've been super obsessed with recently um, were recommended to me by uh, our friend Willow Hadley. So Heather Relkin writes these alien books. Um, so they're a variety of alien romances. And some of them kind of link together, so it's the same alien races that are represented. And two of the women are actually stolen through the same human trafficking rings. They kind of link up. Um, And Sarah's only read one of these. We'll talk about that one at the the end of, you know, My Little Thing. But her first book that I read was Stowaway. It's a reverse harem. So Sin is a woman, and she's stolen from Earth. And she escapes her auctioneers to an unknown planet by hiding on a spaceship as a stowaway um so it's a family of three alien males and their daughter and she builds a relationship with them during the flight even though like there's a language barrier and obviously like she's pretty freaked out because she's there um and she attacks one of them and then there's like some miscommunication issues so there's a good amount of conflict in this series so like i said issues with communication issues with her being able to stay with them um but it's so good there's male male action between the aliens which was very appealing for me (laughs) 
Um, and then there's three very interesting alien species that make up the harem, and they have an adopted daughter. So I love, like, the representation in this book. Um, one of the aliens is actually, like, what I would consider, like, transgender as far as the aliens go. So I thought that that was a nice touch um, and showing that even in, you know, sci-fi or alien books, you can still have that diversity. Um, and there isn't a good happily ever after in this series, too. So I definitely recommend that book. Um, and then the next one is Unyielding Autumn. So Autumn is stolen from Earth in a human trafficking ring as well. Um, but during transport to her new, like, job site things go really wrong the captor goes into this state of bloodlust that's like common for his species and she ends up running for her life and equinox he's like this lizard species of alien and he's a former soldier so he like comes to her aid and saves her life um they develop a bond but equinox is pretty much a wanted criminal after some things happen in the book and they ultimately end up with this flock of Okoso aliens, and they're kind of like angels. It's it's really interesting, like the different races of aliens that she's made up. Um, but it's going to end up a reverse harem. There's various species of aliens. It's not as spicy as some of Heather's other books, but the plot was great. Um, and I love that Autumn was like a more intelligent female main character, but she's suffering from PTSD after everything she's experienced. So I'm curious to see where she goes with the next book. Um, and I'm hoping that everything works out for her and the characters. Do you want to talk about New Horizons, Sarah? Because you did read 70% of it. I did. So I think it was because like I was on vacation. I did not realize how long the book was. And I was looking for like quick fixes on the beach, you know. Um, but these are these guys are aliens i mean <laughs> like they are basically like lizards with biomechanical <laughs> they've, they've got a lot going on like the one is missing a jaw and he's got like a robotic jaw like he's missing a leg like he's he's had a rough go of things he is basically their commander um our female main character, Lila, she is sad and she's like, I know, I'm going to go camping, which, terrible idea. Don't go camping. And then she winds up in the middle of our government um, tracking down these two lizard alien biomechanical men and somehow she ends up on their ship with them and it's a military ship. And living on that military ship sound like it sucked. I would not want to live on that military ship. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like for the most part, everybody except for the main few guys were just like giant assholes. <laughs> yeah, none of them really understood why she was there. None of them really seemed to be wanting to work around earth everyone that they came in contact with on earth was kind of an asshole so it's they they also brought that along with their thoughts of her um but it starts off with marine our uh, main commander guy is like hey you're mine and then she's kind of like well you're a little intense and i kind of like pan and he's like well pan's gonna take care of you during the day but I'm going to give you the dick at night. And then it kind of <laughs> spirals into a reverse harem situation. 
Um, I also feel like Dick at Night would be a really good podcast. <laughs> it's like Nick at Night. Yes, I know. I'm going to edit that shit out. Not going to let anybody take that. <laughs> but oh, I did shit. really like, I loved how open she was. You know, like, it was a very dub con situation in the beginning because she couldn't understand him. He couldn't understand her. She's human. Their cultures are different. But she was definitely into what they were doing. Um, And I love how open she is about, you know, her sexuality and what she wants because if I'm correct, their species of women... the, The species of women that they have they don't orgasm right oh i feel like i've read a few recently where the women don't orgasm fuck is it this one i i really think it is because he talks about like how it's pulling the orgasm and like how how happy it makes him because their women don't do that it's all All about pleasing them yeah maybe this is it then it's it definitely is Oh, no, no, no. I thought that Lizard Man also, the women don't orgasm. We're confusing the lizards, no, maybe. No, it, it, it's definitely it a both? lizard thing. It's an overall lizard thing, apparently. It's both of them. <laughs> it's it's a both. theme with lizard women that they don't orgasm. God, what a terrible existence. Right, but I do specifically remember in this book, he's like, well, it, you know, it's your job to please me, and and then he learns that she can orgasm, and he's, like, totally into it. Um, and there's some interesting things that we should add. I think we can add this without giving too much away, but they have, like, vibrating dicks that, like, they don't have to thrust because their penises are, like, retractable, so they, like can move in and out on their own and they vibrate and they stain like i, I don't know what it's just oh, something yeah. this, that it secretes the, i am not into the staining <laughs> like listen i don't know this book had me feeling some sort of way there's great sex scenes that did so much for me um there's an awesome plot twist and it's a 10 out of 10 recommendation for me (laughs) listen whenever i think of like a penis that like thrusts inside all i think about is the cover of dr seuss's oh the places you will go (laughs) i don't know (laughs) look it up and take a look that's what i think of i don't know why but <laughs> it it just is. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> um but this story does have a happily ever after. You should read it. Check out all of Heather's work. Um I would love to have her on the podcast sometime if Sam reads her books. And yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. Do you want to talk about our next selection? I Married a Lizard Man by Regine Abel. Uh, This is a super quick read. It is only around 150 pages. Uh, And we have our main character, Susan. She lives on a fairly strict human planet. They are kind of like they used to be pilgrims, basically. (laughs) Um, And the planet really thrives at farming. Uh, And she is a third daughter 
which means she has very few options in life. The first child takes over the land. Whoever they marry, that land gets combined. Second daughters are married off to other good families. Third daughters, you're basically going to be a servant or work for very low wages. So she turns to a matchmaker who is this like fairy godfather bird man <laughs> and he matches her with this lizard man on a planet that is pretty behind in technology and is going through some hard time. Yes, they're they're very down on their luck the lizard people. They are they 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 have a gorgeous planet. That is the main draw. Their planet is absolutely beautiful. Um, and it's been protected for so long. And these people have come in to make it a resort-style living. And they keep trying to get the lizard people to sell their land to them so that they can take over. And with that, these lizard people are huge hunters. And they're having a hard time hunting. They do forage some of their foods. Uh, but they're having a hard time doing that as well. And we find out that there is a reason for that, but you're just going to have to read the book to find that part out. That is true. And so our lizard man is Alex, and he he's just that. He's a giant lizard man. Uh, his penis is retracted, and he calls it his stem, and his stem um, creates its own lubricant. Which, and I mean, that's convenient. Very. Like, he doesn't even have to... But he does kind of talk about the fact that he does need to get hard um, because he was very worried about getting it up for her because he talked about how ugly she thought she, <laughs> he thought she was and, in the beginning. And Sarah texted me and was like, it is seriously like a whole page of him just saying how ugly she is. <laughs> and I was like, damn, fucked up, wizard man. But you know what? I enjoyed it because it was different. Because so many other alien books are faded mates. And it's like, oh, she looks different. But she's absolutely beautiful. He is like, she looks like a plucked chicken. And <laughs> why Why is her nose so far out of her face? Like, why is she wearing all of these clothes? Like, there's no way I'm going to fall in love with this woman. And I got to say, it. what I also liked about this book is that Susan is the one that saves everybody ass. Like, she does not need to be, like, honestly, like, she's very much one of those, she don't need no man. She really didn't need Alex. <laughs> you know, like, she was just out here saving the whole crew. And I feel like, yes, she didn't need Alex, but I think that she also, like, fairly quickly developed a healthy like relationship with them with with them with him and i i really liked that i like that too like, after neither he went of them, on the hunting trip yeah neither of them were like hey we're in love they were both kind of like hey, we're working towards love but yes. we're not there yet because uh, yeah you're right so many of these alien series it's like oh like insta love for the alien and i also hate that the kid like i understand alien abduction but i feel like the kidnapping trope in alien series it's like it's kind of like worn out for me so any series that's different like this where she willingly chose to go there and marry a lizard man like you go girl you you do and and we have to put this spoiler in here because i was shook by this part in the book so susan tells him all of okay first of all the communication in this book is excellent 
Susan's body is way different than the lizard woman's body. And she basically has to be like, listen, you got to warm me up. This is how you got to touch me. This is what I like. He even goes so far to watch human porn. And he is Which terrified. I <laughs> he was like, this is kind of scary. I'm not sure if Susan is into this. I know I'm not into it. Um, but when she tells him, like, hey, I'm a virgin, um, there's going to be some bleeding when this happens. He is, like, horrified. He's like, you're going to bleed? But then, after she bleeds, um, he takes the bloody sheets and and then he makes some clothing that he can wear, like his harness and where he holds his knife. And he, like, basically... I, how would you describe what what he makes with them, Ashley? It's like little like tokens of like her virginity. <laughs> like it reminds me in like the Italian mafia books, like with yes. the sheets being held up. But it's like <laughs> he like is so proud of it, and it's just so cute. Like, and that's the thing. I feel like Susan is so good and just kind of like takes it in stride, and it's like okay, like it's kind of weird, but it makes him so happy. Like I'm just gonna let him do his thing seriously like he could not have asked for a better ride or die than susan susan came on this planet and was like you know what i'm a human so i i have certain things that i can't do i'm gonna try to assimilate to your culture but like you need to make some changes for me too but you know i'm here to help yeah and i feel like there's the thing i feel like alex's sister was such like a good um just like such a good sister-in-law to Susan. And it's just like, you know, whatever you need help with, like, I'm going to help you. I'm not going to be like the rest of these aliens and be like judgmental about the shit that you're trying to do. Um, And Susan was just like, yeah, this is what my passion in my life is. And I'm going to do it regardless of what your stupid prejudices are about this, because it's like the one thing in her life that she fucking enjoys. You know, it's really weird. I don't know why I associated his sister with this character, but I she just reminds me of Suri, the Black Panther's sister in the movie, because she's just, like, so smart. She likes to give her brother a little bit of shit, but, like, she would do anything for her brother. And she's just, like, she's the main one, too, in the tribe that accepts technology over everybody else um, and uses it to the community's advantage. Yeah, and I mean, when your people are, like, on the verge of seriously suffering, um, good for Susan for being the one to finally fucking do something. Yeah, if Susan didn't roll up, all these motherfuckers would be starving. Even with... that, That is the part of the book that just, like, pissed me off. Like, listen, <laughs> I get it. You guys have a really bad mentality towards farming. But... You see that these machines are doing most of the work. You're not a, a dirt digger or whatever they were calling it. Like, the machines do That's most of the That's what it work. was. Dirt You're, diggers. Like, like y- you want to starve? Do you want to starve? Because if not, get your ass out there and help Susan farm, for God's sakes. Which, and that's the thing, too, so much of the farming is, like, fucking automated. So it's not even, like, you're doing anything like that, but... Right, and, like... Like, help a bitch grow some mushrooms or something. Oh, I loved that mushroom dinner part. I was like, oh, this is so cute how much the lizard people love her mushrooms. <sighs> I, I really enjoyed it. I, you know, it does take a chapter or two to really get into it. Um, I agree. 
because if if you're if you're a mood reader and like you're not feeling it right away i do i will say like give it give it a couple of chapters and then i and i really started to enjoy it there's not a ton of spice in the book um but what they do have is cute yeah i agree and i think that you know this was kind of one of those reads that like I came across the cover and I was like, oh, like this like sounds like so like weird and funny. And like my husband like highly requested that we read this book. But I actually really enjoyed it once, you know, I got into it. And it's just like a quick, easy read. Happily ever ending. Like happily ever ending. (laughs) Happily ever after. (laughs) But it's just like a nice, like good, easy read. So if you're looking to you know expand your alien uh lizard man horizons this is a good book to do it i agree all right so the next book which i think you would really enjoy except it's really not alien it is sci-fi in a different planet uh so it is i mean we we don't discriminate here in alien smut summer if it's like sci-fi or like we read it all monster anything weird so it is trapped by allison ames um bella is a scientist and she's our female main character earth is super jacked up there's a lot of famine and the hierarchy is very strange you basically have people who are wealthy and are in charge and people like bella who have to find jobs in order to support herself and her so siblings. like our normal like planet that we live in like right it, now for the most <laughs> part um it, like the population has heavily decreased too so there's really not not as many people on earth so ah. she's working hard so she can bring money and support her siblings. Um, and she decides to go on this mission. And where they are going, they are going to a prison planet. Because they have been told that there are um, plants and water and different things on this planet that they can bring back to Earth to help the famine situation. But course their ship crashes uh they don't even get to land on the prison planet pretty much all of the other scientists die a lot of the military personnel that are on the ship die um it's her her friend i can't remember her name right now but she is one of the people high up on the hierarchy um and she's a little sketchy the second book is about her um and the um scientists in charge of the whole mission so those three survive as well as some military guys the military guys go on about their own way and bella and her crew decide to go and hide when they go and hide she meets a massive human man um who does not have a name i think he gives her a number like her his prison number and he was like if you want to call me anything you can call me convict which was kind of hot. It was kind of hot. <laughs> and he has been on this planet for eight years. We find out later that he was wrongfully prisoned there. Um, one of the higher up politicians basically pinned a murder on him. And uh, she needs to keep her and her friends safe. So she says, hey, if you keep us safe, I'll give you anything. And he's like, anything? She's like, I'll give you anything. Um, so, yep, he takes them back to his cave, and they, they are banging. And I gotta say, 
given the fact that this was transactional, like, Convict gives Bella a real good time. <laughs> like, a real good time. Like, he is, he is into her. Um, so, a lot of the book is more so about him being like, you said you traded me for your safety, so you need to do what I say. And Bella is a little hard-headed, and she's like, no, I'm going to do whatever I need to do. Um, but their relationship definitely grows. Um, he hasn't felt like a human man all this time. He's pretty much off on his own because uh, the planet is run by a gang. So he keeps to himself, and he's just, like, starting to feel emotions again. They have a little bit of a rift, uh, but he keeps her safe, and, you know, she, uh, she definitely uh, keeps her end of the bargain. I feel like if I was in that situation, I would be totally fine with that deal. <laughs> Me too. And especially because, like, she was she was definitely getting good ha- sex. Having a good time. <laughs> she was having a good time. And his stamina was something else. I mean, <laughs> it, he, like, it was just, like, back to back to back to back. And What refractory period. I mean, I guess when you haven't been getting any for eight years, you know, he's making up for lost time. Um, and, you know, he's like, listen, I need to help you get off this planet. You don't belong here. And she's like, no, you're coming with me off of this planet. And he's like, listen, whatever I got to do to keep you safe, you're more important. Um, Aww. Yeah, it was it was very sweet. I, the only thing I didn't like is that he was human. I really just wanted some alien dong, but it was a good story <laughs> otherwise. I think we should put that on a t-shirt <laughs> or like a sticker. <laughs> uh, I'll have to add that. I think it is on my TBR, but a lot of these I just didn't have time to get to all of them. I'm not like a speed reader like you and Sam are. Yeah, but the, the the transactional part of it and the fact that it wasn't Faded Mates was very unique, and I liked that. I, I will read the second book. I believe the second book, she is with an alien. Because they do throw in there, they're like, oh, well, we think alien species have been getting dropped off on this prison planet, too. So, stay tuned. Hmm. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> All right, the next two books are by the same author, Presley Hall. Um, They do have some kind of overlapping themes, um, but they are two different kinds of aliens. Uh, So the first one is Claimed. That is the fated mates of the Calaxian warriors. (laughs) So uh, Rose is our female main character, and basically she finds out the government has been selling human well not selling giving human women to this alien race so that they don't attack earth they're kind of like yeah. listen we'll give you 20 women don't attack us come back in 6 months and we'll give you 20 more and I did start this one, and I think it's so funny, like, how she's, like, essentially a- answering, like, a questionnaire, like, when she, unwi- you know, unknowingly goes and, like, signs herself up for this shit. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, do you have any ties to the government? And, like, oh, like, what's your health like? Yeah, so they definitely... That that was like... <laughs> they trick her. They definitely do. So she's on this alien ship... Her and all the girls wake up, and they've been taken by the Okran. And they are, like, some nasty job of the hut looking motherfuckers. Like, they are <laughs> nasty-ass aliens. And they're like, okay, the Okran are warriors. We're going to go in order, and you pick out your bride. 
And of course, the commander picks Rose first. And Rose is like, I've never been any man's. (laughs) She's like, I've never been any man's first choice, and now I am the commander's first choice. That Um, would be my fucking luck, right? So, fortunately for her, the Calaxian warriors are on this ship, and they've been on this ship for months. They've been keeping them hostage, and they're like, all right, we want you uh, to fight for us. Like, show our wives a good show. And as soon as their commander, Tordax, comes out, he sees Rose and he's like, Rose is my mate. This is distracting. Um, But they do wind up overthrowing the ship. Um, And he is hot. (laughs) And Rose is like sitting there watching him like from the stands, like getting turned on while she's naked next to the, um, is it Orkin or Ocran? Because I thought it was Orkin. Um, it starts with an O. That's all we know. <laughs> but it's like she's like getting turned on, sitting next to this like ugly, like terrible, gross-looking guy, like just at the look of Tordax. He's like really tan. He's got horns. She does talk about like an oily like texture on his skin, um, but that it smells amazing. And he's really buff, and he's in charge of everybody and. Of course, after they win, he just tosses her over his shoulder and takes him ba- takes her back to um, one of the rooms that he takes over. Uh, and, of course, none of them have implants for communication at this time. Or was it just the girl? I think that just the girls didn't have communication devices. Um, so there's a huge communication error and while they can't actually talk to each other they start hooking up she like (laughs) is all in you know he goes down on her they don't full-blown have sex but they do other stuff but then once she does get the communication device she does have a hard time with the whole faded mate thing and pushes back um but of course she eventually gives in who doesn't Yeah, I mean, if it's a sexy alien guy that, like, saves you and throws you over his shoulder, like, bitch, you better be into that. I know, and he's a very... Listen, human men need to take note from these alien books because they are all such givers. Like, I have never read about any takers that are aliens, except for the bad ones, like the Ocarin or whatever they're called. Yeah, I agree. The aliens, like, are just, they're there to please. And I do like, so they do end up on a different planet towards the end of this. I do really want to read the next book, but I'm a little bit scared because it's Harper um, and she does not fit the mold of the other girls who were taken. Like she's a high end CEO, like important. And I'm just a little bit worried that she's a bit of a bitch. So I'm going to read it, but I'm a little scared. Yeah, it's always hard, like, if you didn't like the, like, side character that's going to be the main character in the next book. You're just kind of like, eh. I know. But you never know. She could, like, make you like the character. I mean, we all started to love Nesta. That's true. Once you finally got to her book. Because you understood (laughs) her more. So, you're right. I will give it a shot once I'm back in, uh an alien mindset we're, we're we're in a mafia mindset right now we're in a daddy mindset right now one <laughs> talk about that when we get down to our uh our, our 
<laughs> while we're reading because I think that people will really be interested. <laughs> All right, I'll talk about my daddy kink at the end of the book. Anyway, the next book <laughs> for Alien Smut Summer. God, you read so many alien books, Sarah. Like, this is like so many. <laughs> Her Alien Prince. I really like this book, and I I know Faded Mates is just such a overwhelming concept in alien books, so I can see how you can get a little bit worn out by Faded Mates. I mean, I think that that's, like, in, like, you know, um, fantasy, too, like, with the Fae. I mean, Faded Mates can just be, like, God, another fucking Faded Mates book. But I love it. I love Faded Mates. I wish I had a Faded Mate. Are you kidding me? Like, that, I just love the concept of, like, there's just one person out there for you because it's See, just... I'm, like, such, like, a negative Nancy, and I'm, like, oh, in a world with this many people, like, there's no way just one person can be, like, your, like, soulmate. But, I don't know, I'm a cynical fuck Aries. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I love to read it. It's always It's always a happy read, you know? So, this is Charlotte and Droth. Charlotte is a part of an expedition to make contact with alien life forms, or so she thinks. Dun, dun, dun. So she also finds out that, hey, Earth is selling women to the Okran or Oakwan, whatever they're called, <laughs> and they find pods in the bottom of the ship of 20 women <gasps> that they, they're just in like a stasis. Her and her doctor friend, I think her name is Elizabeth, they come across the pods, and the guards on the ship are like, oh shit, y'all weren't supposed to see that. So they <laughs> lock them up in the ship, and uh-oh, they get sucked in a wormhole. And when they get sucked in the wormhole, they wind up on, guess what, another freaking prison planet. I don't know how many planets they have dedicated for prisons out there, but... It's the Australia of planets. And literally. <laughs> and they get dropped on there. The ship crashes. Her and her friend have got to bust open all of the pods to save the girls. Which I thought was awesome. Like, girls saving girls. Badass. Like, Always about it. Especially when she's, like, a scientist on an ex... I mean, I don't know if she's a scientist. But I'm assuming she's something so important. She... Okay, so this is, like, the interest. She's a linguist. Um, ah. And she is married. Th this is another thing. She is married to a politician who was just a part of a scandal, and he's actually gay. Um, so their marriage is a sham, um, and she's really getting on this uh, space flight to get away from that because she's staying married to him because she does care about him for his image of being a senator. Um, state senator? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can't remember which state, but anyway... The other cool thing, so, basically, she gets picked up by this, like, t big-ass bird thing, and all of the <laughs> girls are on their own, but while she is, like, off getting abducted by this bird, all of these women rally around, they freaking make a minefield around their ship, they get guns, like, they fortify this ship, and they hold it down, and, like, they're Damn. ready- They're ready to kill anybody, and I was like, that's badass. I, I enjoyed that part a lot. So, once Charlotte, uh, oh, the big bird has her, Droth is actually a prince, and he is on this planet because he had, he was planning an uprising against his uncle, and so he threw all of him and the people who were helping him on this planet, so he's not 
a criminal. And he shoots the bird and she comes tumbling down. So as soon as he sees her, she's he's like, oh my gosh, she's so soft. Like, look at her freckles. She's so cute. She's so tiny. So cute. In love. She sees him for the first time and she's like, oh my gosh, he's a big blue alien with cat eyes and a line loincloth. But she's into him too. And she bangs him, like, within hours of meeting him, which, like, girl, same. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah and I have no shame. Literally, we know how it would end up, especially if it was a faded mate. I mean, it would just be a matter of minutes. Right there in front of everyone. But one of my favorite lines from this book is, since she's a linguist, she's actually able to piece together a lot of his language pretty quickly. And she tells him... Her name is Charlotte. And in his mind, he's like, her name is so many syllables. She must be, she must be a princess on her planet. (laughs) I just, I thought it was super cute. And he's, he's just adorable. Um, You know, he wants to take care of her. And when they couldn't communicate, she's like, I need to go home. And what she's really saying is I need to go take care of these other women. And he's like, I will get my Charlotte home if that is what she really wants, even though I don't want her to leave. Um, Aww. And, you know, so we love adorable, doting aliens. And towards the end of the book, they're just, like, screwing in the woods, being loud as hell, and don't care that anybody else can hear. So (laughs) they've got a cute relationship. Aw, that one's adorable. It's really cute. I really like it. And uh, she has a ton of these books. I think, like, the the first one I said, the Calaxian Warriors, I think there's ten of those. Wow. And, and then I think for the Voxerian Faded Maze, I think there's four or five. So she's got, like, some, like, uh, Ice Planet Barbarian type numbers on these. So if, you know, you're looking for another Ar- aliens, Arian, <laughs> Arian Cherish... If you're looking for another Alien series, this is probably a good one to get interested in. Because yeah. that's a lot of books. It is. And, uh, like, the Alien Prince one, that one is more so, like, a barbarian planet. Um, but it seems like the uh, Calaxian Warriors, that's moving more towards a tech-savvy uh, type of planet. All right. And then our last book that we're going to talk about is not necessarily alien i guess this just falls more under like the like monster type of category right wouldn't we say monster i would say so but there's tentacle involved so we thought you should know about it yeah um do you want to talk about this one or do you want me to jump in you go ahead and start all right so um the next book we're going to talk about is stalked by the kraken by lillian lark and you'll remember that um this was something that was in our what we're reading this week um so we have our witch rose who is a matchmaker and she runs the local paranormal bathhouse where supernaturals can come and fuck um and Gideon is our Kraken, and he is instantly attracted to Rose, where, like, he's pretty much, like, mine. Um, which, I don't know about you guys, but I love that. <laughs> um, so he knows that she's his mate, um, and he is just, like, he's super fine. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about how you sure. feel about Gideon? 
Gideon is super fine and he's old as hell. Like he doesn't even know how old he is. Um, and since he is so old and since Krakens are so extremely rare, like most people don't even know a Kraken exists, they hold so much magic. Um, and the bathhouse is used as not only a place for people to come and bang, but Rose uses it as a business because when supernaturals come together and fuck, a lot of magic is released from that. So they absorb the magic and they're able to sell that for other spells and different things like that. And Rose is going through a heartbreak right now and having a hard time matchmaking and the bathhouse is suffering with a magic shortage. So Gideon is on a side mission but it's right near the bathhouse and so he comes up with a plan to help her with the magic problem by coming into a contract that they can have sex and he's full of magic and them having sex together is going to bring her a ton of money for her business by collecting the magic. And I think that the way that this story was like done, this story was just really well done in the fact like that it was like, it had like a slight mystery to it. Um, So like, I thought that that was a really nice touch other than just like, oh yeah, like this is Gideon and we fall in insta love and that's pretty much the entire story. Yeah, and I feel like it was pretty quick to let you know what's what and what's going on in the world without taking forever. You know what I mean? It's like, here are straight up facts. Now let's get into the romance. And Rose is a freak. Rose <laughs> has taken part in the bathhouse. Rose is into a lot of things. Um, and her ex very adventurous. <laughs> she is. And her ex-boyfriend was kind of an asshole. And she has a lot of self-doubt about herself and is kind of low on her self-esteem and thinks it's a bad thing and Gideon helps her realize that it is not a bad thing yeah and I love that you know Gideon embraced her uh her you know sexually adventurous spirit oh yeah and Rose was definitely into the tentacles and that was actually the first time that Gideon had ever gone half um what did he call half it? Half Kraken. Yeah, half Kraken on anybody. Um, and it was hot. I mean, he was using the tentacles to, like, hold her arms and legs. And when he transforms, he no longer has a penis. It's more so of, like, a specific smaller tentacle that is very much like the Dr. Seuss book cover that I was talking about. <laughs> but... Oh, the tentacles, man. Mm-hmm. And, and Gideon d- doesn't think that he can have children, but he has a major breeding kink. Which, that's also something that we're very into. <laughs> Listen, if you would have asked me in 2020, I'd have been like, uh, no, definitely not. 2021 is the rise of the breeding kink. I don't know. There's just something about, like, the possessiveness of it that just does it for me. Yeah, like, I like you so much that, like, I want half of our DNA to create a being. <laughs> like, yeah. th- that is how bad I want you. <laughs> but, like, in our actual lives, we're like, nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, when are you getting a vasectomy? <laughs> <laughs> Not soon enough. Can I get w- double IUDs? <laughs> Just one and one more for backup. Just in case. <laughs> 
Um, but overall, we both really loved this book. I did. I, I love Tentacles. Um, and I really want to read her other book, too. I think it's Three of Hearts. I, I hope that's right. Um, it's an MMF uh, book. And we get introduced to some of those characters in this book. So I'm definitely looking forward to reading them. I really like how she writes um, and how, how she develops her characters. So I'm looking forward to reading those. Yeah, no, it was a nice, easy read, so I definitely recommend it if you're looking to explore tentacles a little bit more. All right, so that brings us to what are we reading this week? Um, so this week I read quite a few of the series that we discussed in this episode because I was off because my daycare provider went on vacation and got covid so she is vaccinated, so make sure you wear your mask if you are out and about. Um, so I read a few of the books that we discussed in the episode. I also read the book Red by S.J. Sanders, and it's an alien reverse harem book, but it's set on Earth, and I loved it. I would recommend it if you enjoy wolf monster aliens, and this is just a little spoiler, but they have two penises. You did not tell me that. Can they, can they have one in one person? Like, or they can have both of them in one person. Okay. They they can do DP by, by themselves. themselves. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. So I would recommend it. She has several books that have these same alien beings in it. Um. These like wolf monster aliens. So yes, I would highly recommend it. Um. I also read. Uh. Is it Boucher House? Boucher. Boucher House. It's French. I know that it means butcher in French. But I read the first uh, book in that series. I had intentions of reading the second book because it just came out. Um, it's a duet. Um, but honestly, it was just a little bit too predictable for me. I found out the ending from a friend. And yeah, I mean, if you're looking for like more of like a thrillery, like taboo romance, that might be a good one for you. But yeah, it just wasn't for me. And I also finally started the Lost Sentinel series by Ivy Asher, as recommended to me by my friends Nicole and Luna. And wow, you guys, like, I know that this is one of the, like, older, more popular reverse harems, and I am so sad that it took me this long to read it, because I seriously finished the first book in, like, less than a day. <laughs> so I'm on to book two, and I am super invested. You should definitely read this series if you haven't, and... I'm hoping that Sam and Sarah will read it soon because I would love to do an episode on it. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to checking it out. Um, so right now I am reading By Me, Sir by Jade West, and I'm liking it so far. I didn't expect any MMF content, but it looks like I might be getting that. Uh, it is a little bit of a slower burn. Uh, it took until 15% for them to even meet. Uh, I haven't gotten to any spice yet, but I know it's going to be good. Um, I have been finishing up the Royal Elite series by Rena Kent. I freaking love Rena Kent. She writes Possessive Men so well. Um, I was sending Sam and Ashley screenshots of Aiden in that first book. Oh, so good. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, especially if you liked Vow of Deception. Um, ugh, just so good. Um, 
I also read the first book in the Beauty and Lies series by Adelaide Forrest. I'm not sure if I'm going to continue on or not. I have no idea how she turned this into four books. We'll have to see. Um, I liked the first book, but I just don't know how much further the plot can go. And, of course, I read Her Russian Daddy by Bianca Cole. <laughs> um, a nice, hot, quick daddy mafia read. And if you are interested in exploring, if you're interested in daddy, um, I would definitely recommend Little Dove. Um, I cannot think of the author off the top of my head. I think it's Lila Frost. But that book activated something within me. (laughs) Yeah, that's on my TBR because Sarah's like, you need to read this. Like... Okay, I feel like people think daddy kink means you have daddy issues, which I definitely do not think it is. Would I call my husband daddy? No, probably not. But do I enjoy reading it in books? Absolutely. Like a daddy is someone who takes care of you, is a dom. A lot of time BDSM is a part of it. Um, There are punishments when you're not being a good girl. And there are, you know, good things that you get when you're being a good girl. And I'm all here for it. We, we, love, we love some praise. That's the other thing, too. Daddy kink and praise kink go hand in hand. And, you know, yeah. And I think it really, like, depends on, like, the guy. Like, would I call my husband daddy? No. But if it was, like, an older, like, powerful Russian man? Exactly. Maybe. Like, I can't rule that out. Exactly. You don't know until you lived it or read it. And I gotta say, like, if you want to get into daddy, Little Dove is where to start. Because, whew, I was here for it. Here for it. It is on a little, like, you know, it it is a a decent age gap. Um, But nothing happens until she turns 18. That's all I'm going to say. But Maximo is daddy. All right. Well, thank you for joining us this week, Sarah. It was so good to have you on the podcast again. Absolutely. I hope you guys are all having an amazing Alien Smut Summer. And if you haven't read any of these books and you want to get into more alien reads besides Ice Planet Barbarians, I hope that we help you do that. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Smut and Spice. Please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Smut and Spice Pod. We'd love it if you would share our podcast with friends and on social media. If you have any book recommendations, send them our way. And if you're an author who's interested in appearing on an episode, reach out. We would love to have you. A special thanks to our technical producer, Andrew, and to our graphic designer, Lainey, for our amazing logo. The intro and outro music featured on Smut and Spice is District 4 by Kevin McLeod. The link and licensing information can be found in the episode description. Thank you for listening. Bye.